officially my favorite show to recap. And just like that. I never thought I'd say it, but I think that the the community of discussing how crazy the show is or how bad or whatever the adjective you want to use, I think that has become my favorite community to be a part of. Um, it's almost like improv. It's like, let's see what they give us and then let's see what we hit back kind of a thing, I guess. Um, so my guest, Emily, from It's Become a Whole Thing is back. We were just discussing before we started recording, like I like I am looking forward to watching it just like that now, which up until this past week, I was watching like like painfully. Like I was watching like, oh my God, hurry, hurry, hurry. I just want to finish taking notes. Um, but this week, maybe because the episode was better, maybe because Aiden was back. I don't know. But, or maybe I'm just getting brainwashed. I, I enjoy the ridiculousness of this show now. And just like that, I feel like we got gaslit into liking yeah. this show. They knew what they were doing. Yeah, I'm really big on extremes, I guess, just in life as well as my TV. And so for the shows that I like, I need them to be either really good or really bad. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so this is really bad, but in a way that it's it's good, like anything middle of the line, just kind of fine, decent quality. I'm like, I can't, I can't. And that's probably why I live in the cesspool reality <laughs> world. And I'm like, I'm down like a deep in a 90 day fiance rabbit hole at the moment Ooh, like that's that's a deep yeah. one yeah like, like the tlc like bottom mm -hmm. bottom of the barrel <laughs> the learning channel you know uh, <laughs> but yeah <laughs> the fact that it was ever called the learning channel and was like whatever the intention was it is the opposite of that <laughs> learning about some of the worst people i've ever seen on tv really like really <laughs> Yeah, which, you know, when you think you've seen it all, uh, nope. <laughs> then, yeah, then you get into the, the TLC archives. But as for this show, yeah, it is dependably bad and kind of borderline camp and yeah. confusing, but in such a, they, they just, they lean into how bad it is. And I, I had you listen to a bit of the, yes. the writer's room podcast, which is amazing too, because it's like almost a parody Yes. Of itself. Yes, it is. It's like a waiting for Guffman type parody Christopher Guest movie situation. It has that level of like, they're kidding, right? It's beyond like however much we could describe it to you listeners, <laughs> like of how bad it, they think they are it like inventing a whole new genre. They're like, not okay. This is like, I think this is a direct quote. They're like, not only did we have one black character, we had two black characters <laughs> representing two different facets of black bourgeois New York life. I'm like, <laughs> ooh, <laughs> and not just, yeah, not just a non-binary character, a Mexican Irish one. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're welcome. They, they need that representation, <laughs> that specific thing. And that is kind of, it's like, it's, they're proving what we already were saying when you like, when they say that, it's like, yeah, no, we get it that you were like, look at what we did guys, two black characters. <laughs> Aren't we amazing? Like you can tell that's what they were going for. So like, yeah, no, you were officially, that's, that's, that wasn't, that was on purpose. Okay. I know. And they're like all the side characters that they just 
bring in and out and don't give any depth to they're like like obviously it would be impossible to bring in a character when we've known one for 20 plus years and we just met this one it would be impossible to make a good scene with them so we're just doing the absolute best you possibly could it's like "Mm, like no but See, like any of them that, that, that we get so underutilized. I'm like, they don't care about this character. They're just like giving her like Samantha's rejected lines from the original. Yes. Yes. They're, they're like, they didn't want to let go of these Samantha storylines. Yes. They're like, yeah, she'll <laughs> be like a, already written out. <laughs> yeah. She'll be a diet Samantha. Yeah. But I love like how, what a beautiful world to live in when you could have the whole world hating on you and you don't even internalize it. And you're just like, actually, I'm amazing. Like, I see no flaw with my work. I like, envy that. Me too. Me I get too. like one bad podcast review and I'm like, I am a hack. I shouldn't do this. I'm going to quit. But to They're just, like- they, make the, they, they make a whole show. It gets nothing but criticism. They have a podcast that has the worst reviews and they're like, I'm winning. They're like, so what we're hearing is you want more Che Diaz. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Heard. Heard. Yes, <laughs> chef. <laughs> the bear The bear was nominated for things, so I don't want to talk about the bear, but wasn't just like that nominated for anything? Maybe like a Razzie, if anything. I don't like know. The, but... Like the Emmy nominations came out. What if they were like best actress in a comedy? Sarah <laughs> Those... Jessica. No, I'm sorry. It would be. It... Wait. Would would Che be considered a supporting character? Yes, Che's a supporting character. So would Che yeah. get a best actress or actor? They need to change that. Well, they really do. I mean, they're so overdue for that in that and the the Grammys and all because it's not it, yeah, it, right? Why 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 would that even be a category difference in the first place? When I in the in yeah, I agree. In the in the Grammys, it doesn't that's just like there's no need. Yeah, and same with character. Like I get for whatever Olympics. Like we're, th- but this is like anyone You're can act and point make music. I, that that always confused me. Wait, this is groundbreaking. <laughs> Hold on, this is a good point. Why can't it just be who did the fucking best job? Man, woman, non-binary. Like it's who did one the best- category. Who did the best man acting? Who did the Yeah, exactly. Of all you men, who did the best man? And all you women who did the best women. Like that's a good that's a good Yeah. Uh, it is it is a strange categorization, but that's that's huh. a story for another day. Yeah. Look at that's getting deep already. We haven't even started. Yeah. Hey. I think hey. it's the shades. I think it's the shades. It's the for shades. anyone for anyone who's listening and not watching, I'm I'm living my best life in I'm in like she speaks mode. I've Isn't got my sunnies nice? on. I've never felt better podcasting. I feel free. <laughs> <laughs> no, it feels good. It feels like because it's very exposing, like doing yeah. this all the time. And if you're just having a day where you're like, I, I can't like worry about the way this is perceived. Sunglasses. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Sunglasses. And just like that. I don't think you also realize too how many times when I first started doing this and started I added the YouTube element when I first started doing it I looked different when I would see it like back to me like when I you know because you can obviously mm-hmm. see the monitor or whatever and then when I'd go to edit I'd be like my face looks fucking crazy so oh, yeah, yeah like so I saw all these horror stories of what happens when like you don't realize exactly what it looks like or when the lighting is bad or when a the shadow comes through bizarre and I'm like the whole thing is like this so 
what do I do? I look at some of my first TikToks from years ago and I have this insane filter on and blue light glasses because <laughs> I thought it would make me look smarter. And I'm like, what was I thinking? I, was just, <laughs> just I hate looking and- I hate looking back at my old stuff. When people oh, go yeah. back and listen to like my first episode of She Speaks Bravo, I'm like, no, <gasps> I should delete it. I should I honestly, I should just like scrap so much of the early stuff. I mean, you're saying this to the girl who didn't realize I had a backwards mic for the first six months of six my podcast. Months, that's right. That's six right. months. <laughs> six months of backwards mic and <laughs> and a laptop that would get too hot if I recorded for too long and I would have to yeah, close that's, it. That was what was happening to me too. I had to, I, do you, have you heard of Grover? I don't know if Grover goes to Canada, but as anyone out there, if you've not heard of Grover, it is a software rental company. You see, I should get paid by them for doing this, but here's what you can do. You go on Grover.com and you select whatever you're looking for. Like I was looking for a new MacBook because mine was doing the same thing. It was like, it was like going to explode if I recorded for an hour. And you choose to do, I think you can do a year long rental and it's a monthly rental fee to rent. Uh, Yeah. So that's why I'm renting this one and I have another one coming today that I'm going to swap this one out for. And it's just like kind of like an iPhone, you know, like you can like like rent an iPhone, like until the lease is up or whatever the fuck. And then you can upgrade. Mm -hmm. Or like leasing a car. That's genius. Yeah. So Grover.com. Because I was like, I can't afford a new computer. And then I was like, there has to be a way to rent one. Grover.com. Sponsor sponsor this girl yesterday. Yeah, right? She speaks it all specifically, not she speaks yeah. Bravo. Sponsor, she speaks it all. Sponsor she speaks it. it all. Code she speaks it all. Code she speaks it all. <laughs> um, okay, should we talk about the episode? Sorry, I got yeah. us on a tangent. Ooh. No, I'm getting I, who's getting us on a tangent? We're we're on a tangent. We're back we're we're back here. We're, here. we're, here. we're, good. we're on we're back on track. Um, the episode's called February 14th, and now that I've listened to even a second of that writer's podcast, I just imagine how much they think they're geniuses for, like, every little thing. And so, like, I was like, ooh, who was like, let's just name it February 14th. And they're like, brilliant. It's Perfect. Deep. It's deep. I'm Perfect. Like, Great. Thank you very much. Um, nice and literal. Nice and literal. So Aiden has responded to an email. And I thought that it was kind of a true-to-form scene when Miranda, Charlotte, and Carrie are talking about the email. This was like old Charlotte that I love, being like so over-romantic and giddy and excited. Yes. Love that. Yeah, I found of all the characters, Charlotte overall in most scenes is the most true to Charlotte, the Charlotte that we knew. <laughs> so that's comforting to me. Like even further down in that scene when um, Miranda's talking about what dating app to join and she's like, you need to figure out your sexual orientation so you can find love. Like mm-hmm. I, I I thought that was, that is very Charlotte 2023. Very Charlotte. <laughs> Like, you know, it like, yeah, Charlotte just being like so blinded by like, you have to find true love and like figure it out, you know, but, um, Mer- well, I'm, I'm getting a bit ahead of myself, but Miranda not understanding anything about technology or research or herself, that is still just absurd. Baffling. Yeah. yeah. Like this woman bought her own place on her own. It was like a whole big thing. Miranda was like, just me. It's just me. Then she gets a panic attack. Okay. She is a boss lady. She's ahead. She knows how to get things done. She hasn't. 
She's a lawyer who went to Harvard Law School and is a sharpshooter and and sarcastic and all these things. And even just the fact that, okay, even just the fact that she doesn't have the common sense to realize that there's no dating app where like you don't you can go to a specific dating app for your gender or your sexual orientation or whatever but um there's no dating site where you you could go on tinder and say just open to everyone or, or bumble or whatever any you can go on any dating app and just say open to anyone because she's like i have to i have to find the the right dating site but i i can't yeah, figure out I have which to go one to the is very me. specific niche one yeah and then she wouldn't just Miranda trying to date on a dating app, like true Miranda to me would just go like go on Bumble or go on whatever, like the biggest one, just set it to everyone and then like, go through the profiles and, and pick her person mm-hmm. in totally. my mind. But then why was she like offended when Charlotte asked like any ladies on the horizon? She's like, why do you just assume ladies? Like, bitch. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> why? And then. I have to say something about Sarah Jessica Parker's acting, and I'm gonna. This is, I, I, I do think that she's actually doing quite a good job of maintaining the vibe of like my husband died and I am forever scarred. She's yeah. doing a good job of giving me that because there's something like defeated. Maybe that's just I don't know if it's intentional or not. But when she's like, should we not assume ladies? I was just like, oh. There was like a really, okay, like her vibe, I get it now. You've lost big. Nothing can really shock you anymore. And she's like kind of jaded Carrie. A little yeah, angry. A little high-functioning depression Carrie. Yeah, like, a little high-functioning <laughs> depression Carrie. Very much like that's yeah. the vibe we're going with. We're looking fab. We're a little sad. We're, we're Carrie, looking we're- fab. We're a little sad. We're <laughs> Carrie Bradshaw. <laughs> That's the that's the direction. That's like okay. Before they all act, okay. What are you again? We're looking fab. We're feeling sad. <laughs> that's her note. But then okay, so Charlotte suggests someone, and Miranda goes, "You don't even know if she's gay." And Charlotte goes, "You don't even know if you're gay." I thought that line was just yeah. like we're really, really pushing this like sexual identity crisis with Miranda like she just has no clue what turns her on at all she's having a crisis in every way like her son has a little hiccup on his euro trip and she's like in a full-blown full mm-hmm. full, full full-fledged crisis she can't work a phone she can't work a computer she doesn't know her gender or no her 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 dating preferences like yes she does not know left from right no nothing no clue whatsoever yeah. And now and now I feel like Steve is has been given like a bit of, they had to like villainize Steve a little bit in that last episode by because she was like you know having sex with him or not last episode maybe the episode before and she was and she or not I'm sorry she realized he was having sex with that chick and like that pissed her off and made her like oh you're not even sad I don't know it was kind of it was a weird turn they, it looked okay to me. It, it seemed like they were trying to villainize Steve, but it only further villainized Miranda because she's out there, uh, banging Che, uh, yeah, you know, almost getting into threesomes, doing whatever. And she's like, "But you can't have any fun because you're quote playing the victim." Yeah, that 
you can't be sad and hooking up at the same yeah. time when your wife just left you. Why? Right. And then in other cases, she's like, well, I can't get mad at Steve because it's all my fault. And it's like, well, what then? Which is it? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I thought that was like, they didn't really do it right. Like it would have been better if maybe he was like yelling at her and he was like, you're a fucking bitch and all this stuff. But it's like, I would have thought when she saw that condom, she would have been excited. Like, okay, good. I'm happy you're getting out there and moving on. Like, that's how I would have took it. But instead, she's mad at him. She's like, I'm leaving you and you can never get laid again. (laughs) She's like, I thought you were sad, but you're having sex. It's like, I think by now we know that that doesn't always equate to like just being okay. Yeah, that seems like what you're both doing right now, except you're the one who left. Yeah. So Yeah. I don't I don't know where that leaves us. Yeah. They're they're you can't really villainize Steve all that much. He's so beloved. Even though they're giving him almost no lines <laughs> except and, for him just boxing and, and yelling. Yeah. And the lines is like him yelling. Yeah, exactly. They're like, we can't make him like Steve too much because they really are mad at Miranda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oops. Did we, I didn't, we didn't think that through, did we? <laughs> Have have a have a beloved couple divorce because she's gonna go she's gonna get with Che Diaz. Oh, people don't like this. This wasn't a fan favorite choice. Duh. <laughs> yeah the the guy that we've been we've been primed to love and watch their whole love story over like decades, and now we bring in this. <laughs> Like monster of a monster, of a, yeah, of a, of a yes. non-binary person, but representation matters, even if they're terrible. I guess. Yeah, they said representation for non-binary folks that are also have a horrific personality, uh, <laughs> and they're like, wait, wait, yeah, you don't, you don't like this, or though, although actually now listening to their podcast, they're like, everyone seems to be loving this. Carry on. <laughs> yeah, you're right. No, they, 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 they're not. It, it's impermeable. Their brains. They're like, we don't yeah. hear it. Actually, it just doesn't even. I don't. I, I can't hear you. Yeah. Seems again. Fine. I'm jealous of that. We Would should all try Let's, to channel that as much oh as we God. can. That delusion. We should try to channel the delusion of Michael Patrick King. Yeah, because they're very wealthy from what they're doing. Done. Fine, they don't yeah. like. They're laughing all the way to the bank. They're like, "You're still watching it." I'm like, "I yeah. am," and I'm talking about it. Wow, geniuses! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uno reverse card. Yeah, Uno reverse card. Totally. Um, they coin a phrase in this episode that made me very like. It still makes me upset. And it's when Naya is talking to her friends and they're like, oh, we're worried about you being alone. She's like, I'm not alone. I'm going to make a chocolate souffle, have some wine. I'm having a me-evening. I don't like it. I don't don't know why I don't like it. I don't like the sound of that. I don't. I don't. Okay. As the the kids say, it gave me the ick. It gave me the it. No, that gave me the ick. I was like, it a did. evening that doesn't. Nope. Who, scr- whoever the hell wrote that was fucking with Michael Patrick King. That's another thing is that they the, they write the episodes. They write them like separately. Isn't it? Doesn't he? Didn't he say that? Yeah. Which I doesn't think, that make sense? Yes. Yes. And how disjointed it is. And then even 
her saying, I'm going to have a evening and then seeing her. Okay. Maybe this is just me and my gremlin <laughs> life, but seeing her sitting there later in the episode with her souffle and zero technology, like she doesn't have the TV on, she doesn't have her phone. She's just like in silence, just like <laughs> dancing and like loving her little souffle surrounded by candles. I was like, fuck off. Like yeah. not, to, no, one, not, no one needs that. No, you're watching TV. You've got your phone out. You're like, this is heaven. That would have been the accurate version of that. Yeah, I'm like, and that's why I'm like, maybe this is me. Maybe some people do sit in silence and are like having their evening and loving every moment. But I'm like, okay, for the rest of us, we have some sort of screen in front of us. And yeah, we're zoning multiple, out. multiple. Yeah. I, I usually have a phone, a TV and a computer going. Oh, I try to keep the silence away as much as possible. <laughs> I'm not here for the void. Like, <laughs> same. Don't don't get quiet on me. All right. I Absolutely listen. not. Alrighty. No. Last, but, I always fall asleep. I turn so I I turn like a TV show on on my phone and I flip and like I just let that run all night. I flip it over so the screen doesn't bother me, but I have to have the noise and it's like my soothing sounds. Right. Yeah. Last night, as I was falling asleep, I had found the most perfect position, and I could hear my phone do that, like, the pause was too long between episodes, and I'm like, fuck, it's like, are you still watching or something? And I was like, you know what, maybe I'll fall asleep, maybe I'll, maybe I'll go back to sleep without it. The silence was terrifying. Yeah. Oh, no, no. I'm like, no, no, nope. No, no, no. I don't care how comfortable I am. I am flipping the fuck over. We are turning this shit <laughs> off. Okay. Back up okay. and running. Okay. So I'm glad I'm glad you were triggered by that aspect of the evening because I was like, come on. Come on. I, I, I love alone time and I love mm-hmm. having a night where you're like, I've got my show saved up. I've got my little, my little delicious treats. Like, but yes, yeah. but but that's just no, yeah, yeah. Candles exactly. in silence, no, thank you. Just just to eat the chocolate, which I'm sure is like a really healthy way to actually eat food. I've heard like mindful eating is like that, where you like you turn everything off and you just focus on chewing and swallowing. I'm like, yeah. oh no, that's uh... well, that's well, that's it. Is that yes, that is actually how we're supposed to be doing it. But also, I mean. We're just we're just out here. We're just doing we're out here we're just doing, doing our, our best. damn best. Mm-hmm. Okay. And for me, that's a multi-screen experience. A mul- me too. Multi-screen. <laughs> Multi- I have, must have the stimulation at all times. Yes. yes. And that's why I really like I have a hard time getting things done because I have too many activities and tasks going on at the same time. Yeah. You're you're my kind of people. Yeah. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Anthony's hot fe- and the way Anthony deals with his hot fellas is nothing short of an HR nightmare. Yeah, it's hot we- fellas has no HR. No, Ugh. it's Anthony. It also felt um it felt very Zoolander like the male models in Zoolander. Yeah. I was like what kind of like cartoon parody does this feel like? Also okay, I don't I'm not in contact with active steroid user so i don't really know the ins okay, and outs no I'm like, girl hold on no that is not a thing no fucking steroid user is like whipping out their syringe and sticking their leg in in front of their boss and i'm like can we get an alcohol swab first like what are we tr- are we trying to get like a like tetanus what are or you, what it, what is no. no i mean maybe that's not the thing but like you know what i mean i'm no. like just First aid 101, if you were a regular steroid user, you would at least have the the system down so that you wouldn't be giving yourself like a 
an infection or something. I'm like, so that's one thing. And then, yeah, in front of the boss, sticking your leg up almost on the like table where they make the bread. I mean, yeah. like, and yeah, no, I mean, like, well, what? okay. So first the episode starts with them being like, we don't want to wear these uniforms in winter. And they are little tiny onesies. And Anthony is like, tell someone who cares. Stop complaining. And I'm like, listen, asshole. Like, I think it's pretty, they're going to die if they had to wear that in winter. Well, I think, I mean, to me, like, there, it would be understood if this were real, which, like, there's atmosphere models. Like, there's people that are hired just to stand there and and look beautiful and do a little, do a little job. Um, And if you are hired, okay, this is, oh my God, this is sounding like they were asking for it. (laughs) (laughs) This is, let me, okay. Let me say this <laughs> if you're hired for a job and they're like, this is your little uniform. It's for a business called Hot Bellas and you just hold bread and and yep. and look gorgeous. And everyone else who's on the team is like, you know, these bodybuilder looking yes. guys. It's understood that you're not there for your delivery expertise. You know, you're there more for the the look mm-hmm. that fits the that brand. fits the company. Yeah. So I don't know. I think. To me, it seems to go with the job, but yeah, I can see. But also there should be an HR and there should be maybe like a winter appropriate uniform. Yes. If they're, I think it's pretty valid for them to be like, it was a fucking snowstorm and we're delivering in this. That's true. That's true. There should be a winter version or at least get us like a coat that you think works or something. But like Anthony, and then he, and then he gets a call from the Drew Barrymore show and he, all this happens in one scene. It's just like, it's so impractical. He gets the call, he turns around, and then he, he turns back around and he goes, guess what, guys? They want a hot fella. And the, the guy sticks up his leg and and shoots his shoots his thing up. He goes, yeah, my calves are underperforming. And Anthony goes, that's it. I can't have this type. I can't have these juiced up hot guys working for me. No, this is it's a morning show. The line is, he says, it's a morning show. Orange juice and juice heads do not go together. It's like they've never met a gay man or they've met, like Anthony what? would know and he's like anyone doing HGH cannot be a hot fella and then they're all like, "Well, I'm out." And he's like, "Oh, looks like I have no employees anymore." It, yeah, and as they're storming off, one goes, "I'm going to the gym." Like they all walk out single file, and that's what it like it's like a it's like a cartoon 90s version of a yeah. man where they were like, I'm fabulous and I'm and like they have like a weight in their hand. They're like, yeah, <laughs> and, and the little steroid thing. They're like, let's go get a cocktail. Goodbye, boys. Like none of them care about their job security. I think it, honestly, Anthony, it would have been cooler if Anthony was like, all good. Whatever you got to do to make this happen, to stay hot. Want, yeah. Also, like, guys, just, you know, keep keep the keep the shots backstage whatever it's not yeah, keep the shots back don't let me see it just keep it out of my side that would anthony seems like a guy who doesn't follow all the rules clearly because he ends up like prostituting this guy that yeah so i don't think it it doesn't track at all well a, and that also- the guy, a that the guy's like excuse me while i juice up right here and then anthony's like what you all are taking supplements to like you're taking hgh <laughs> anthony this- is a gay man giving hand jobs in steam rooms at the gym okay he fucking knows <laughs> he knows and also i love how this business is 
big enough to get the attention of the Drew Barrymore show, but Anthony seems to be the one employee at the top. Like there's no assistant, like checking the emails and being like, Hey, after your shift, like, let's talk. We got a call from the Drew Barrymore show. Like he is the sole person like doing the baking, like doing all he the bakes, He delivers, he books. He does the accounting. Like he does everything, but being the hot guys. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> and that's why he wouldn't care the hot guys if you want if it's called hot fellas, you're going to want them no matter not no matter what, you know? Yeah. yeah. They're what? hot. You don't care. Anthony would not care at all. I at would all. care. I would care about the sanitation of like you're doing you're yes. doing your you have your meds like around the, uh, the food area. Right? But the other than that, like who would who would care but in this Poor Anthony, the way he's they really they write Anthony to be so bizarre. Yeah, they don't have any through line character with him at all. And he's very expendable. Like he'll get invited to stuff, uninvited, just dragged around to things. I'm like, (laughs) he's very much that guy. He's like the gay filler character. Yes, they're like, it's okay. so insulting. They're like, oh, he's like the old gay character, like the ones we used to do back in the 2000s. We don't like yeah. them anymore. So now we don't know what to do with them. They like the non-binary now. They don't like, like, that's how just I imagine them thinking. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. Just having like, yeah. And and actually, you know what? Now, now that I think about it, having gay men on TV who are older, like 50s and up, that is actually something that I don't think we have seen explored a ton so that actually that would be interesting like anytime you know i talk to my my gay friends who are men like they they just talking about hearing about like the specific kind of like insecurities and things that can come up from being in that world like i know that from like my age group but i would be very interested to see how that progresses into your 50s and 60s I feel like it'd be kind of cool to make him like aware and not like, I don't know. They just really discard this. And and like we lost the actor who played Stanford and they did the oh weird, they, the way they did that was like, it was kind of insulting. Like, oh, he just ditched you and moved to Japan or whatever. So insulting. Um, Charlotte is showing pictures. Lisa and Charlotte are like at the schoolyard, their kid's schoolyard. And and they're just, the blocking is just very interesting because I can't really tell like what they're doing there. Um, It's not clear if they're picking up their kids. Uh, Whatever. Regardless, they're hanging out in the schoolyard. And it's 3.30. I know that. And Charlotte is- Sorry, wouldn't you get yourself home if you were like 16 and up in New York? Because I went to, I mean, I I don't know. I went to school in the city- not that far of a bus ride. Everyone basically past 14 would take the bus home or the metro home. Oh. The subway. Yeah. That's insane. Is it? Yes. Okay. (laughs) I don't know. No, it's insane to me because like I'm in LA. We don't have public transportation. Like it's not normalized at all. In in Montreal, we have like a really good public transit system in the cities. So you could just like the bus would come every 10 minutes and you and everyone would have some way of getting home that would probably be faster than getting their parents to pick them up in traffic so i i feel like new york is sort of similar but i don't know i don't know i don't think i want kids taking the subway in new york true oh, yeah actually now that i think about it, i'm like we were just out there i'm like yeah it's like okay you know what's funny when you have these realizations like as as a, as a millennial we'll have these realizations where we're like that was very unsafe actually yeah now that i think about it also at my school we had uniforms and like 
we would roll up our skirts to be so tiny and and now i'm like we were just we were asking just out it. there <laughs> asking for it <laughs> and I mean, your parents didn't even think about it like they were like no. yeah just we'll see you when you get home <laughs> yeah yeah i don't think anyone got picked up that actually is very i'm like yeah maybe okay Maybe I rescind that. <laughs> Maybe it's a good kids. thing. Keep an eye on the kids, actually. Let's uh, keep a close eye on yeah. these children. But I, but that's the thing is I don't get like, was she, so Lisa was there to pick up her other kid, but like not Herbert Jr. Um, but wait, before we get into that, though, Charlotte is showing pictures uh, to, of, of Richard Burton. Like she's like, oh, have I shown you Richard Burton's latest thing? This is where <laughs> Charlotte goes to a place of deranged. And this is where my, I had Cara yeah. Berry on, Cara Berry on last week said it kind of perfectly. She's like, Charlotte is like in a lifetime movie in every, every scene of hers. It's like some sort of lifetime, like vibe to it. And this is yet again, like, here's a picture of Richard Burton. Like Charlotte would know that you don't really want to look at a picture of the dogs. No, you're right. And you know what I said at the top of the show about her being the truest of the character? I think it's more just in moments. Like in when moments. She's talking about the no, Valentine's when you Day. get them, you're like, oh, thank God. Yeah. But it, yeah, with the Richard Burton, I was like, she's not socially oblivious. She's just a little bit of a hopeless romantic. Yeah. But she's like, you would want to see a picture of my dog. I'm like, Charlotte, come on. That's not. But then Lisa, it's like, it's basically just a way for Lisa to be looking this direction and then look up and see Herbert Jr. and his girlfriend Baxter these names herbert jr and baxter herbert and baxter is the name of this couple just want to point that out and the way the blocking is it's like they they the, the director's so literal they're like we really need to see your hand so we're gonna have your hand on this part like this this hand place make sure it's there i'm like it's the most unnatural i felt i felt hand so, placement yes i felt so uncomfortable <laughs> Like, like watching this but like because her <laughs> hand is like creeping down i'm like is she gonna give us a handy or like it, this guy handy like in front on screen like every okay everyone in high school had that had like couples that would uncomfortably yeah. make out and pda but the way yeah they were like both facing out but then yes. her hand was like down and like yes. creeping down i was like Ugh. Because like, because like they were like we really need to make make it very clear what Lisa's upset about like it's just like yeah. the, the the blocking and the direction is just like it's like very elementary it's like they <laughs> they think we're idiots that we're like it would be an I would think it's a little inappropriate that she's like kind of rubbing on him anyway I think it would have been funnier if she just like walked over and was like hello it's three thirty okay but instead they like really wanted to they're like what would really upset her the hand the hand right there so. Really Really show the hand yeah and and the fact like uh, yeah i don't consider myself a prude but then yeah. when lisa walks up and this girl is grinning and keeps her hand there i'm like this is the devil like what <laughs> she's like has this evil smile and it's like what's the problem i'm like who is this shameless i would be so embarrassed <laughs> exactly she really is horrible horrible like, what and like she's like grinning oh hi oh hi oh. <laughs> i'm just i'm just what is this inappropriate it's like you know one's do but they they got what they needed to show us they needed uh these sex yeah. positive parents though is that like the thing like is that what i guess you kind of have to be you've got to be because you realize the the other version of it is like your kid having an unwanted pregnancy because they didn't know they should have used condoms or whatever. But okay, 
so yes and maybe like there's some progressive parents listening to this and being like oh my god you know yeah. You know, you don't you don't get it. You but, don't know how the kids are these days. Yeah, but to me if you're okay, like if you're sex positive and you're going to try not to put shame on them, wouldn't you just walk the other way and be like whatever, I'm not even here to pick up this kid. Like they're like 17, just whatever. And then maybe later make a little comment about it, but marching up and and making a whole thing, okay, that's embarrassing. But then I don't know. It like you don't need to address it in the moment. Especially like you weren't there for him, apparently, like you weren't picking him up from school. Evidently, yeah. you were just picking up the other kid because I don't know. I guess you just expect him to walk. I don't know. I just was a very once again, this is why I think these sh- this show becomes so funny is because it's like, yeah, I can't wait to talk about how ludicrous this is, like how Absolutely. ridiculous it is. Yeah. That this is how you do it. It's just crazy. I know. Um, Sorry, if you have something else, please add. Well, no, I just, I guess just the funniest part is that the, the sex scenes in this make me feel like a prude when I'm describing them because there's something so uncanny and uncomfortable about them. And this wasn't even a sex scene, but just the, it's just the way that they portray sex. There's so many moments that are like, actually, like, I'm like hiding my it, face a little it does bit and be like when is it have turned me on <laughs> yeah it's like when i watch the bachelor and they'll Ugh. they'll film someone making out but they turn up the vo- the sound on i the, hate like, the smacking. kissing it, and it they goes do on, that for- on love island i think too i yeah, hate it that it's like that type of thing where i'm like okay yeah make out for sure but i don't this went on for a minute longer than you do and she's just watching lisa's just like look at them i'm like dude this is not acceptable between that between that and a few episodes ago when there was they were like there's a there's a milf list and then this boy this teen boy turns a corner they just dropped that didn't they so hot i'm like (laughs) what is with okay let's stop sexualizing these teens on this show (laughs) (laughs) let's leave this alone And like, did he not know she was there? And or if he did know she was there, and he was like, "Let's just keep fucking doing this, baby." It's like, all right, we're okay. We're taking it too far. Yeah. All right. Over to the Miranda Che carry of it all. So Miranda ignores a call from Che, and then you're like, "Yeah." But then the next scene, Che's with Carrie because I still don't understand this dynamic, this friendship whatsoever. They wouldn't be friends. They, they would be not good be friends, friends like this. No, the chemistry between these two, it doesn't make any sense. No sense um, at all. But the the thing that does, or uh, maybe not make sense, but is continuous is that Chase stays toxic, including this scene. <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, is Miranda, is Miranda ignoring my calls? Well, she left a box of shit at her apartment. The way she said it, she left a box of shit at my apartment or the way they said it excuse me the okay the fact that they were like um did miranda ghost me carrie says a few lines and she goes i didn't ask for a ted talk (laughs) (laughs) you are the worst right she said about three lines when you asked a question you're having a conversation i was like like, shut up be quiet you loser (laughs) talking 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 it's like you're friends yeah I don't need a TED talk on Miranda, okay? Pfft, lady, she's bothering me. She was answering your question, Che. Anyway. I, I swear that, I know she was answering your fucking question. Like you asked a fucking question. Uh, but a dog, like a stray, dro- a stray dog runs in front of Che. I swear they were like, we need to make Che likable. What if she, what if they like did a dog rescue thing? What if that was like their other 
thing that they did before comedy. And I'm like, all right. It's just out of nowhere. So like the do- so Che gets the dog and takes the dog to some place where she- where they used to frequent clearly because they know this really funny lady Judy at the front. Judy, I was obsessed with. Judy, I want more Judy cuz she gave us those like classic cheesy lines. Yes. Like yes. I thought your ass I thought I told your ass not to bring me any more charity cases. Ugh. Or then yeah, uh, yeah. Or Che goes, Hollywood broke up with me, Judy. And Judy goes, You'll survive. And Che goes, Aw. And Judy goes, I was talking to the dog. Yeah, yeah. I did like that. But yeah, you're you're so right. The premise of it was very like on the internet, how people like watching cat videos or like they're like, what do people like? People like animal rescue. Yep. Yes. Mm, yeah, that's a perfect. Good one. We'll make we'll make that Chase other thing that Che did before the comedy took off. All right, I gotta say Judy was so good that it worked for me. This scene, I'm like, yeah. I'm cool with this. If Che's gonna be with Judy, then I'm in. Yeah, I, I agree that Judy was the perfect classic little side character with the uh-huh. quips. Uh huh. Uh huh. But this, okay. So I'm gonna be really fucking shady to Sarah Ramirez right now, or Sada. Is that her name? Their name? Oh, I'm a mess today. Okay, so I realized in this moment that Che is simply just not naturally funny or Sada isn't naturally funny. So Judy's like, oh, do you want a job? And the line is, I could always use a laugh. Know anyone who's funny? Che doesn't pause long enough to understand comedy beats and just goes, no. And I'm like, that's that doesn't make the line funny. It's funny if you like give it a like, <gasps> no, like you have to add something to the line to make it funny. And then I was like, how did Che get, how did Sada get cast as this character? When you <laughs> auditioned people to play a comedian, yes. did, they re- did they have to read something that was funny? Did Sada maybe give you something funny? In the yes. audition, because there's not like there's not a natural comedy beat to yes. their dialogue. Yeah, and I'm just thinking because there's a lot of comedians who will be cast as a brief guest role on a show, and there's a lot that are always kind of playing themselves. Mm-hmm. But I'm not mad at it because I like seeing them pop in, and mm-hmm. they're fun. They're funny, and it's it works perfectly. Like I'm like, oh yeah, it feels like a little brief set with them. But you're right. Che or like yeah the the actor or the character like neither has good comedic timing because even I don't know with the I mean it's it is hard to work with the script but right we we are aware of that aspect but if you were a really great comedian you might even maybe put your foot down and say okay like some yeah of these no, are so I'm embarrassing yeah 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 that's what yeah. I'm saying. But they don't have some, and maybe that was on purpose. But they're like, I don't want anyone messing with our material. So let's make sure that they're not a comedian. Because but then find a way to, to, yeah, let the lines breathe or just, yeah, give a little pause. It's like, this is just comedy 101. Like, if I could always use a laugh, know anyone who's funny. And then you just go, no. And then they laugh. They both laugh. They both laugh because that was hilarious. And that wasn't funny. That was the part that wasn't funny. Like it was, there was nothing funny about that delivery. It was like, oh, I don't want to give you a line reading, but like there was so much you could have done in that moment, but nothing. It was just because I don't think they 
maybe 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 Sada hates playing Che and is doing it bad on purpose. I don't yeah, I don't know because we did have the little meta moment, you know, with the whole focus group. That focus group, we need to talk about the focus group actually. We ha- you and I have not discussed the focus group. No. Did that not throw you off? It threw me off because I was like, wait, do you guys know? Wait, do you all know what we've been saying and you're doing this on purpose? Are but it some, threw okay. me off. But for me, I was like, this is actually, I think this is a genius way of dealing with the fact that we have this character back who's one of the most hated characters in recent memory on TV. And I love, I love self-referential things. I love breaking the fourth wall-esque moments like that. Um, but then to we get that in the same episode, I believe, as the Curry Lingus line. And I'm like, mm-hmm. the, and, and being like, wipe your mouth. I'm like, you guys are still at dinner. Relax. Relax. Like, just it's yeah. both not funny and once again, you're a monster. Like, yeah. and so it's like, I I think there's certain moments where they break, they break and like acknowledge what the viewer is thinking as a critique and it's brilliant and it works perfectly and it kind of breaks the tension. But that moment wasn't enough to then counteract the rest of like what's going on. You know what I, you know what I'm trying to say? I don't, I do. Yeah, I do. It, I just couldn't even, it's like they just took all the tweets and podcast reviews or whatever and like wrote it into dialogue for the focus group. And I was like, whoa I didn't know you had this in you I didn't even know you could be aware of your flaws yeah and and it was uh, to me I liked it but then it was like a drop in the ocean of the confusion yes it just this character really threw me off it threw me the hell off but wait back to your point when she's like just wipe your mouth I'm like not only are you telling her when she's still at dinner but also she's eating the spicy curry to stay awake for you yeah, you monster. Go like, and brush your teeth and you'll be fine. Miranda what? Miranda has been waking up early, going up, going to the Brooklyn, then going to class and then coming back to you. And then you're keeping her up all night with your cameos. And then she and then she is eating the spiciest food, which is really crazy, horrible, like what <laughs> poor, poor Cynthia Nixon had to pretend she was eating spicy food for an entire scene. That is just fucked up of them to do to her because it's just like <laughs> so stupid and then Che's like ugh, to wipe your mouth yeah okay so that was ridiculous and since we're on just i have to briefly touch on this one other moment from a, i think it was that episode as well um it's such a small thing but i i was like you're the only one that i can think of that would <laughs> that would be struck by this when Che was crashing around the room being like i need rolling papers rolling papers i was like wait you have been ripping your stinky pipe all around Manhattan in buildings everywhere. <laughs> now you're wasted at 4 a.m. at your house and you can't just get your pipe out. Like that, once again, is <laughs> the most non and being non stoner thing. Yeah. Being like, no, I need my papers. I'm like, oh, now, now we're smoking joints. <sighs> like you can't, at that point, that's when you would crack a window and just get your pipe. If that's mm-hmm. what you've been doing left, right, and center at every funeral, <laughs> every funeral, to. elevator, whatever <laughs> yeah. you can find. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, just a small, just small once thing. Again, to- once again, um, Miranda and Naya, they're in a bookstore and Miranda goes, am I a lesbian? 
just like, what day is it? <laughs> and Naya's like, well, you need to do some more research. Hint, hint. And then miraculously, a power lesbian is reading a book in this bookstore and Miranda is sucked in. In a beautiful secret room. And, okay, and this bookstore, there would be this big, there would be this reading, uh, like this event. Theater. And you wouldn't know about it being in the other part of the store. It wouldn't be like, today, an event, special yeah. author reading. Nope. And just it was unclear. Lesbian like, getaway. Miranda wasn't there for that. She was just there to buy books, right? No. Okay. No, yeah. I know. I just wanted to make sure. I was like, did I forget that part? No, this secret no. room, it made me think of like in... um. Okay, it's I don't a whole know if this theater. <laughs> okay, I don't know if this was a thing in LA, but in um in movie store like movie rental stores, um growing up there would be like a place where the porn was, and that would be like there'd be like <laughs> curtains, and you would go through the curtains. And we as teens we were always like, hee hee, we're not supposed to. So we always, of course, like, yeah. But that it was like that kind of vibe where like you're not supposed to see it, and it's supposed to be kind of unmarked and hidden, and you just go through, and it's there. But it was like that, but for this big. Yeah, Fancy it was like she decorated. It was like she discovered this like hidden door. <laughs> yeah. This, Whoa. This, it was like the Narnia like lesbian yes! literature. It's <laughs> <laughs> exactly that. <laughs> Over the store, this portal, <laughs> and that's why we love this show. Makes no sense at all. <laughs> but we—I don't remember. Did, did we know she was a Jane Austen no. head? It just doesn't track for Miranda that she would be a Jane Austen head. She's not like some hopeless romantic. What are you talking about? Charlotte would be a Charlotte. Jane Austen head. Charlotte, not yeah. Miranda. Okay, just so we're no. all fucking clear. And apparently this woman voiced the whole book or series or something, which is what she listened to during her marathon. <laughs> and that just makes me really, I, I have a whole different view of that marathon and now I hate it because you were listening to a Jane Austen audiobook series. Oh my God. The Miranda that I know would be listening to like the Economist podcast exactly. and the Harvard Law, reading the Harvard Law Review and like watch she had some silly shows she watched but whatever Li yeah. listening to a whole jane austen audiobook series and being like head in the clouds who is this who is this does it and then so miranda goes yeah you really got me going and then this lady goes i like the sound of that then proceeds to hit on miranda I mean, really, like what the luck Miranda had, at, at, you know, to be like, I need to go research more. And then boom, finds finds a lesbian right there. And now they're going to be going on a date. And she. OK, so Miranda calls Carrie and says, I figured it out. I like strong, se strong, sexy women are my thing. I'm done with Dickens. This is a huge, abrupt shift, like. I, w I would like it to be a little more explored, like, have has Miranda always preferred women? Was she just, you know, kind of masking it with men? Like, 
we're acting like this would just be some totally out of nowhere, like complete change of sexuality. And isn't that not how it works? Like, aren't we going to get some stuff from Miranda about how she's always liked women? Like, is that going to come out? But she's like, I have truly no idea. Oh my God. I guess I like women now. And I'm like, yeah, it's kind of making it sound like it's a choice. It It is. And also to be, so confused about that aspect of your life and then to have one flirty chat on the street with a stranger and that's it. You're like, done solved i'm in i figured it out <laughs> it makes it actually is in line with the whiplash that the show likes to bring us alcoholism solved solved <laughs> sexual orientation fixed one right. conversation one a meeting we're done we're good done we've only got the she, one on she's never been back it's true and actually she didn't go to one we just like heard her right she said she went to a meeting right yeah she, she browsed a pamphlet and she was like yeah. i feel fine now done, that's actually. Just it i don't really need it <laughs> because it wasn't like a problem it was just charlotte noticing hey you're drinking more than normal yeah like, that's and that's fine but like Okay, whatever. I, I got to move on from that topic because we're yeah, going to go yeah. down a rabbit hole. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, but Carrie goes, when she's on the phone with Miranda, she goes, wow, lesbian Miranda is a lot. So I actually wrote this down because I was so struck by what the what Miranda said in the line previously. She said, okay. we, have, we have hot dates for Valentine's Day and we're 56 years old. And that I was already getting offended by because I'm like, at 56, if I'm single, like hopefully I'm still going on hot dates. Um, which that already, it's just, again, with like, it's in line with the ages, like they're 50. And so they're like these decrepit grandmas. She's like, can you believe we have dates and we're 56? Yes. And then, and then for Carrie to then say, wow, that's all lesbian Miranda's a lot. I'm like, what was a lot about that? What was a lot about it? Nothing. But it's, it's, it's the, it's the high functioning depressed Carrie. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Everything's a lot for her. Everything. She's like, oh, <laughs> shut up. Like she, she can still pick up the phone. Like she's still answering calls, but she's like, I don't know, whatever. I don't care about this. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. Okay. <laughs> it's, that's the vibe. Because it, it didn't warrant her going, wow, lesbian Miranda is a lot. Yeah, it's it was like, a lot when she abandoned her life for Che after a couple dates. That was a lot. Yeah. This is not a lot. She's just it and had also a, I think it's a, really a fun little. Day. I think it's ridiculous that they're saying lesbian Miranda. <laughs> yeah, like that alone. I'm like, you're, how many times are you going to write that line? Lesbian Miranda. L- lesbian Miranda is lesbian. I'm like, Jesus, guys. Like, I it's yeah. It is. It feels homophobic. <laughs> it's like I don't know if Michael Patrick King has a lot of lesbian friends. I feel like he doesn't. I feel like he's one of those gays who's only had the hot gay friends and like the lesbians were like over there and now he's like, what do lesbians like? Oh. Yeah. And what do lesbians like? And also how freaked out are all their friends by them? Probably a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, no, not working. Everything um, she says is now like, what a les- crazy lesbian thing to say. It's just <laughs> me being a lesbian. Like, stop. Yeah. <laughs> and also more wait, inappropriate actually, than you realize. Actually, on that note, like any okay, anyone who's like <laughs> d- recently divorced, single, just had a breakup, if they find a hot date out, not unsuspecting, out on the street and they're excited, that would be like, Oh great! Like my friend just had this great thing yeah. happen to them. No, nope. regardless, no nope. crazy old lesbian. 
Oh, lesbian Miranda at it again. (laughs) That's just, they're turning lesbian Miranda into like a bad thing. Yeah. Oh, lesbian Miranda. God. At it Um, again. At it again. So Charlotte now wakes up Harry from his nap and she's like, you need to book a reservation for Valentine's. And it's because Lily is having an F the boys dinner party. And it's because after Lily had sex with Blake, apparently he broke up with her. Well, like, maybe uh, he broke up with her because she's a terror because she's ordering her parents. A terror, like making their, her mother, her mother Get go out, out in the snow. Well, in the snow. And then since when? Okay, again, maybe this is me being like old school, but I'm like, since when do you? Does anyone order their parents around? She's like, you're getting out of the house today. Yeah. Now. I'm like, they're paying the rent. No, yeah. thing. No, no, no. And then when and then when Charlotte does get there, she's gone through this snowy uh, forest of terror trying to find you fucking condoms. And then you're like, mom, the, the snow's getting inside. Okay, go. No, you find the friend with the basement or whose parents are out of town or like, you know, they don't care. Whatever. You don't take over your apartment. And be like, you're getting out now. And then be like, now. Like when she didn't get out immediately, I was like, like mom. Uh. <laughs> well, no, she you tricks are. her. She's like, oh, whatever. Blake looked up how to pull out. So we'll do that. <laughs> Blake, Lily is manipulative and horrible. <laughs> Lily and Rock. I don't like these kids. They don't like they really. I don't know if all teenagers are like this, but damn. My yeah. God. Maybe I'm forgetting how teenagers are. I don't know. Rock, I don't mind. But Lily, I'm like. You, she terrifies me. <laughs> yeah, no, Lily is sadistic. She like, is. Like, she's she's dark, yeah. But, like, yeah, and just so spoiled and terrible. Um. Okay, yeah. so 5.30 is the only time slot uh, that they can book, but Charlotte's like, I have those agency meetings with Brock. And I was totally positive. This is what I was positive was going to happen. I was positive they were going to be stuck at those meetings and we're going to miss the 5:30 reservation. And I thought that's why she did that. That's why they put that line in there. That's not oh. the case. That's not the case at all. I yeah. just thought it was a really weird line. Like 5:30 she's like, "Well, I have those." I was like, "Oh, okay, so they're setting us up for something." No, that was just a line she threw in there. It's just that's because when you okay, so the way they apparently write this show is they all basically get assigned a scene, kind of like the writers in the writer's room, right? Wasn't that what Michael Patrick King said? Yeah. And then yeah. they come together with the scene. So no wonder they're just completely disconnected. They just tape the scenes together. That's insanity. Cause even if you have separate vignettes of characters that you're following, they're has to be continuity and a theme to the episode but there is no theme to to the episodes or the season there's no well, this theme one is, to the season like i who yeah. fucking knows well this one is february 14th sorry it's february writers. Four- i apologize they knew what they were doing they were very <laughs> they were very specific about yeah. that um i just what anyway moving on from that um lisa then is setting up the bedroom as like a booby trap She's like doing the pillows like a certain way because she's if she they if they have sex in their bed, she will know about it. I don't know. That just felt psychotic. In, I don't know. Like, just like the kids- thought the thought of them like like being like you had sex on our bed. We tr- I don't know. All of this was odd to me. 
But you know, maybe maybe it's normal. Maybe it's totally normal. I don't know. Maybe, but if you had caught them doing it before in your bed, like okay, but there's no. She's just like she has no boundaries. She could do anything. She'll have sex in her bed. Like, but if he has I, his own room, why? I why? I figured it out. I figured it out. It's because oh. they wanted to end up in the closet and the whole no boundaries, no boundaries, no boundaries. Herbert Senior is like, I don't care. Yeah, you're being crazy. But then, don't touch the purses. And like that's the boundary that even Herbert Senior can't protect him from. That's so it was all a big plot to get him in the closet. Okay, got it. Okay, got right. It. Which it didn't make sense, but now I get it. But it still doesn't really make sense. But it I still doesn't I think totally make sense. You're making sense of what they were thinking. Yes. They were doing in making trying to make sense. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Good, good work figuring that doing those mental gymnastics it's, yeah it's because a stretch I was, like, I was like this is so, they're just doing such a huge setup with these pillows and I was like just lock your door I don't know this just feels nuts like why would they you have a huge mansion yeah why and specifically like, on your bed like that's, and that's like that's so gross like who would yeah you'd have to be a really twisted person to like but, go in your parents like but now what? i'm getting it now it's okay. like it was just so that they could set it up and then it was the fake the out and the okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. that's all they did that's all they were doing yeah we figured it out guys we got it charlotte then asks she's on the phone with anthony and anthony's like what am i gonna do i don't have a hot fella and she's at some card store and there is a man selling poems for one dollar and that is who charlotte decides because in new york where could you possibly find a attractive gay man who would want to be on TV? There's no, it's like a desert. <laughs> where else but a card store with a guy who sells poems. Who's a, apparently been solicited for prostitution Yeah, earlier in the day. I have or... a question. Is this an Italian accent? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Because like know. she walks up, she's like, "Oh, so your accent is real." I'm like, "When did you hear him talk?" Like <laughs> you, it's not like he's speaking. And then he's like, "Yes, uh, why would it not to be?" And I was like, "I don't know if that's Italian, buddy." Yeah, yeah. so that is what the, the wife said earlier on the and day. And even that's better. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I don't, I don't know if this is. And of this course, is... she sounds like she's propositioning him for sex. It does. It sounds like she's like what. Why would you not say the Drew Barrymore show? Why would you not lead with the like the headline? Like, why would do you, you want to be on the Drew Barrymore show? Why would you not throw a pebble and hit one of the unemployed actors? Yep, who would love? Who's been unemployed has nothing to do but go to the gym. Is ready yeah, to be Anthony, on the Drew Barrymore show? Anthony's like, I have no possible way of filling this spot. <laughs> Charlotte, you, yeah, that guy, go ask that guy. He's he's busy because he does every role at this company. Yeah, oh no, he's, you're right, he's slammed. He's, <laughs> he is like baking the bread as we speak, so he yeah. doesn't have the fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the bit is, I the bit with this guy is that he has a huge penis. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I didn't see that. I didn't see that being the premise. And then, like in the Drew Barrymore segment, like it's a lot of penis puns connected to the bread. You know, like oh, how big do you think it's gonna get? <laughs> like and he that. comes out with the bag. Yeah, the big he loaf. comes out the bag, the, the whole and basket then, of them. Yeah. And then Drew Barrymore, the woman who is in rehab by age thirteen, is fully thrown off by a dick print. Like she has seen things that we could not imagine. At that from the age 
from a young childhood age onward, but yet some guy on her show with fully clothed, but with a dick is she like can't Can't even focus. No. (laughs) And he's just standing. And of course he's standing there like fate, like facing it towards her. He's like, I'm not going to face the audience. I shall face Drew. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even if, because even if you were shocked, if you're uh, a host or someone as seasoned as just Drew Barrymore in both acting the world, Hollywood, like you would, you keep that in your head and you keep the show rolling. Yeah. But we're she, live here. She, But I have to say, I was impressed by her acting. I thought she did yeah. a good job with the material she was given. She's like, all right, oh. this is the scene. I guess I'll make it work for you guys. Oh, yeah. I have no like, critique for Queen yeah. Drew. It was just the like, fact that yeah, her character no. was meant to be like, oh, 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 wow. Oh, because on this show, apparently everyone is shocked by sex, but also not <laughs> shocked by sex. You know, like it's always that. Like it's always that. You know what I mean? Like it feels Except like. For- Except for Che who's like, what? You don't have a threesome? Yeah, bitch. <laughs> that's happening right now without me <laughs> asking you that's okay. <laughs> Buckle up, all right? Where have you been? But you know, everyone else is like, oh my God. Oh, oh, ooh. like oh. everyone. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Especially Carrie. Then there is some of the worst dialogue ever. And it's when the guy comes out of the uh, dressing room and Anthony's like, wait, where do you think you're going? You're going to work for me for the next week, huh? And then he's like, I'll pay you whatever you want. And he, the guy goes, I am not a prostitute. I am a poet. That's terrible writing. And then Anthony goes, roses are red, violets are blue. If you say no, I'll kill myself. And then the fucking guy goes, that doesn't even rhyme. And then Anthony goes, well, you're the poet. You guys, I was so angry. <laughs> so this part pissed me off. This and it, was wretched dialogue. Also, like if your business blows up because you were on a talk show and you have this hot guy with the dick print, you can find an interchangeable one mm-hmm. in about two seconds. But you need just this guy. And now he, you want him to go deliver it? You're asking way too much of your people. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. It really, um, the, they gave me very pit crew energy, like from Very RuPaul. pit crew. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like when they came out, I kept, any of them at, at any point in this episode, I, I almost in the back of my head heard, oh, pit crew. And like, uh-huh. but, but with the pit, even with the pit crew, like, if you've watched enough Drag Race, you start to get familiar with the ones, but it, they're all interchangeable. It doesn't matter. There, there's Absolutely. new ones that come and go. It's whatever. Yeah. But no, Anthony wants the one reluctant poet to do it. The only, in this world, yeah, the only gay men in New York are Anthony, the fired steroid hot fellas, and Giuseppe. And that's, that's it. it. There's no one else. <laughs> it's New York City. What do you expect? There's going to be people out there. This is a small town, a bunch of straights, and these five five gay men. (laughs) That's all we got. That's it. That's all we got. Um, See, okay, another one that just infuriated me. (laughs) Seema and Carrie go to the spa where it is only couples massages, and Seema. Okay, why wouldn't they both go in? To the massage room together. Lay on the table next to your friend. Big fucking deal. 
What is the issue? So there's that. That alone is like, just pretend you're a couple. You don't even have to pretend you're a couple. You're just two people. They're like, well, no, we don't have to pretend we're a couple. Like, we'll just, that's fine. We'll just take the room with, you know, with one. It's fine. Again, with The Bachelor, like, you know, sometimes when they make them do those awkward dates where they're like, you have to be naked, like wrapped around each other. Uh And we're going to be like pouring oil over your, like they do crazy things. Maybe if it was that, you'd be like, "Eh, actually, it doesn't really work. But they couldn't, like, there's no spot also that wouldn't be like, well, like, you know. What do you need? You need us to distance the beds a little more? Like what? It's a spa. They're like, they bend over backwards. Yeah. Yeah. And if someone, even if someone's being completely rational, which she is, if someone screams like, I leave me a bad Yelp review for them to be like, well, whatever. That, that doesn't happen either. Like they'll be like, oh, you can, here's a number you can call or something. And she's relentless and she's so horrible. And then she pulls out some card and she's like, where does it have the blockout dates on this card? I'm like, you're a fucking Karen right now. Your imaginary holiday. I'm like, this is a hol- for retail, especially this is a holiday. Yeah. It's not a government holiday, but it's one where you know the businesses are going to do themed it's events. It's a thing. Like, I'm single. Services. I don't care. Like, let them do it. It's business. Okay? Yeah. But also, like, I, I just, what friend would you be comfortable enough with that you're doing a spa day together which is completely conceivable but then so uncomfortable about just being near each other during a massage i don't get it it doesn't make sense it's it this was such again they really misuse sema it's like i don't know who you i don't know what you want from me with sema but i can tell she is like your rejected samantha jones and you're giving her nothing and she's also the actress just isn't samantha so you can't like give her samantha lines and expect samantha to come out of it so like if this was samantha i could imagine her doing like a whole thing like well i will be speaking to whatever blah 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 but like sema they just make her look angry and mean yeah, I mean, Samantha, yeah, Samantha wouldn't be upset about this. But if she was, yeah, she'd be like, I'm very important in New York. And like, yeah, like, no, mm. you're right. Samantha would have been like, ooh, Carrie, let's go in together. Like, it would have just been no big yeah. deal. Yeah. Because it is no big deal. Yeah. We're just doing this for the bad writing scene. That's what we're doing. That's the or only like reason the, we set this up. Almost vaguely, again, vaguely homophobic undertones. Like, again, like, once Seema like, has, ew. Seema has gay panic. <laughs> She's like, no, no, we're not a couple. Nope, no, no, we are definitely not a couple. In a towel next to my friend, never. <laughs> like it. No, no, okay, it's like that. That was a miss, guys. Whoever wrote that scene, I bet that was Michael yeah. Patrick King. Probably. <laughs> I feel like all the worst scenes are his. His was the scene with the pillows, the bed pillows. He's like, this is perfect. We just want to get them in the closet eventually, so we'll start with the bed. Okay. <laughs> Um, Charlotte throws a fit at one of those meetings and she's like, we have been waiting and we have meetings in Manhattan. So then she's like, let's go rock. And then rock decides later that they're over it. They're not into it anymore. So Charlotte walks in rocks like, eh, I'm not into it anymore. And you were kind of horrible. And she's like, what? And then Lily comes in and it's like, get the fuck out of here, mom. My friends are here. The terror of Lily. Yeah. And then so Charlotte's like, I bought you a cake. And why would she, why would Charlotte have bought a cake, a Valentine's cake, like for her friends? Like that's, that'll, but like, fine. Okay. She bought a cake. But then Lily says, don't worry. My friend made brownies. Charlotte eats a brownie. And then I actually thought it was pretty fucking incredible the way they did this scene. She's like, oh, oh my God. I don't, I can't feel my face. 
I can't feel, I can feel my blood. <laughs> We've all been there. Oh, yeah. And if you don't know you're high, that was actually pretty accurate. Oh, yeah. And she thinks she's having a stroke. I, do you want to know, do you want to know what's funny? One time, um, this, this actually happened. Uh, I used to run a, a small business with a friend of mine. Um, and we had a meeting at her house and her cousin gave her this tea. It was like, it looked like fruit, oh, like no. hibiscus tea. It was mushroom tea. Oh but no. She, she, and she just, it was something like happy something tea, but it like nothing that would, it looked like dried fruit and like, yeah. Oh my God. Um, and we, and we started before we realized that we the mushrooms were we were, that we were high, we were coming up with actually incredible ideas oh, for our yeah. business. And then we started to be like, oh my god, best ideas ever. And then we started going like, woo. And then she was like, actually, my heart hurts. I think I'm having a stroke or like a heart attack. I was like, Do you know what's weird? Me too. And we really <laughs> did have this conversation. We were both like, are we? Bo- is this look? Are we both in our mid twenties? Both having a stroke? Like how? <laughs> Middle of the day. <laughs> Because if you don't know you're high and those effects start to creep in, terrifying. And also, like, yeah, two people, two young people, both of our hearts hurting at the same time. We're like, that's not good. Like, (laughs) that's not good. This is bad. I'm glad we figured it out. We didn't go to the go go to the emergency room. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Oh but, my god! Uh, and then she's when she gets to the hospital, uh, they're like, "You have a lot of THC in your system." And he's like, "My wife is not high." And the way Charlotte goes, "I might be." <laughs> <laughs> she's so stupid. Uh, but her life flashed before her eyes, and she did not like what she saw. She did not like. She realized she's doing nothing is for herself anymore, and everything she does is for everyone else. And so she's gonna contact art gallery guy. And she's going to see if he still has a job. All of us, maybe not all of us, but most of us have had a moment of getting too high and thinking too much about our own lives. Being like, thoughts. I need to change everything. <laughs> that's when the that's when the gummy turns on you. Like I hate that. That's why like, I don't do oh, gummies. No. I don't. I don't. It's it's always with edibles. It's always to me either too much or too little. So I can't. I stay away from. Okay. That. Actually, I used to be the same. I used to be the same, but then I got a sponsor on the She Speaks Bravo podcast by a hemp and they sent me a box of goodies. And I was like, I really, this is risky. So I ate one and waited an hour and I was like, huh, this isn't bad. It's because there's so much CBD in it. They're like CBD dominant with THC in them. And you know, the CBD, it counteracts some of the harshness of the THC. Exactly. So, so yeah, I think for me, so I never liked edibles that much. And then I, I ended up the last time I took one, I think maybe will be the last in my life. Um, <laughs> it was, it was in the winter. It was ended up being about 10 times stronger than, than I anticipated. Oof. And the, and the date was January 6th. And this was <laughs> like, I basically took it right before the insurrection. No. And, <laughs> And it was the first day of my life. <laughs> because I spent four hours staring at my phone, like unable to move my hands. <laughs> Looking at insurrection coverage. It was, yes. And, <laughs> and like my dad coming to the room would be like, oh my God. And like, I think I'm done for life now. <laughs> okay, wait. Like, so 
the it's just okay. My face is my face hurts. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So I am obsessed with the insurrection. Like I think about it all the time. Like January sixth is like a thing I have. I watched every special. Like I just was like, this is crazy. I cannot believe this happening. So the day that it happened, I can't imagine having to process that. Like on an existential crisis gummy. Being the most high I think I've ever been, like it was, it was, it was like a, one of those homemade, like just, you know, oh no, whatever. those can be the worst. The homemade like, ones can be the worst. Like a God level or something. Yes. But it, and so, yeah. So I was already like, wow, I can't really feel my arms. And then it was <sighs> like, oh my God. So. And it's such a, it was such a crazy thing to process. It was actually, okay. I, I didn't realize I had so many unintentional drugging stories. These, these were basically my, my only two. Um. But in that day also just happened to be the day that it was announced in my province that it was a city, a, a province-wide curfew oh, or so maybe city-wide curfew that would be implemented so no one could leave their house at 8 p- after 8 p.m. And that lasted, ended up lasting for five months. And so what? my dad, my dad kept coming. Yeah, <laughs> I was living with my dad. He kept coming to my room being like, okay, I don't know. They haven't announced yet what they're going to do about pets. So you might want to walk your dog. <laughs> oh and God. I was like, I can't walk. Like, <laughs> like worst day of my life. <laughs> oh my God. It's all been there, but that's like the worst day it could happen. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm crying. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> it's good to laugh about it. It wasn't funny. Was not, not laughing. No, it's never funny in the moment. It's never funny <laughs> until later when you're like, no, because like the thing, the thoughts you were having were just like, what? Oh yeah, not good. <laughs> oh my God, oh, that's so fucking funny. Like, it, like having to deal with anything is bad, but like having it to be like, there's a curfew. You need to get. It's like he kept coming in and reporting like new news. <laughs> about like the insurrection about the curfew i was like okay Stop. the apocalypse is happening the zombies are gonna storm in any moment now <laughs> oh my god your life really was flashing before your eyes it, it really so yeah i really <sighs> did relate to charlotte in this moment <laughs> oh my god I'm dying. um okay miranda's date with the dirty apartment lesbian is horrifying yeah. The litter box? She asked Miranda for quarters, and then she's like, I'll go to the bodega on the corner and get some. But she's like a bitch about it. But I don't get Miranda then calls Carrie and is still there. And I'm like, no, old Miranda would have left too. Like, not this isn't like what she's like, what you know what? Because Carrie goes, Well, do you have to stay? She's like, oh, old Miranda would have stayed. New, lesbian Miranda doesn't. And I was like, old Miranda wouldn't have stayed. No one would have stayed. That's true, actually. Old Miranda would have left. Yeah, would have. Old Miranda, if that guy like walked back out, Miranda, I think would have been like, "I'm not staying in this. Like, you're a oh, mess." Yeah, and okay. Although, as much as that did, still, you know, it was just another part of this whole weird Miranda character, this new Miranda character that we're, we're being introduced to. One thing that made me happy about the scene was that it did feel reminiscent to the old Sex in the City, where they would do these one-off bad dates mm-hmm. and and they would like everything would be going great and then they would go to his house and this would happen or they would yes. have one phone call and so that in that way I was like 
I was like, wow, this really took a complete turn. So it felt nostalgic to me. Yes, it absolutely it did. And like a phone and calling the friend from the date being like, oh, whatever. Yeah, that's it, it had a nostalgia effect to it. I will give it that. Fine. Uh, but Carrie, by the way, she's at the wrong restaurant and she's sitting there for a while and she's just giving us very Carrie moments like where she's like, oh, 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 oh. everything's like, oh, oh, I can't, I can't possibly. But the server is so this restaurant must be just trash, like absolute trash. It's dead on Valentine's Day. They she said she had a reservation and he's like, OK, there it's here. And I'm like, who? So there was another Aiden for two. I'm like, OK. I would, they would have said, we don't have a reservation for Aiden. That's what they would have said. And then she would have been like, am I at the right place? And then she would have just, you know, okay, fine, whatever. But the server walks up chewing gum, starts pouring water and doesn't say a word. No greeting. For one, pours water from one glass, which (laughs) even the worst waiter would at least in a surly way, pour both glasses of water. Yeah. And when she's like, oh, another person's coming. He's like, "Mm." Doesn't say a word, just just does it. Doesn't say a fucking word. Then her phone dies, and he's like, yeah, same as mine. And then he's like, here. And just, like, makes her... That is accurate, because there was a long... There was a while there where, like, restaurants had to provide fucking chargers, and it was getting really annoying, because it's like, oh, you can come up the host stand, and it is a thing, like, where they people are, like, at a server station, like, yeah. checking their phone. Fine. Also, th- also, that level of surly, like... Um, in Quebec, where I live, like French Canada, people are can be that rude sometimes. Oh shit! (laughs) Yeah, like it. It's kind of um. Yeah, I'm used to it because that's where I grew up. Like, not everyone all the time, but people like you're. You'll be like telling them a story. You're like, I want to buy this because they're like, I don't give a shit. Like, just (laughs) it's like kind of that vibe, which in some ways is kind of freeing because it's not even that serious. It's not like they they hate you or whatever. It's just like. Like it, it's a very for anyone who maybe if they like spent time in Montreal, like you'll go into their place of work and they act like you're inconveniencing them, <laughs> 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 which is kind of funny to me. <laughs> well, as long as you're used to this is New York City, though, and this is yeah. a restaurant and no one although, seems to give a shit. Yeah. Although even that is a bit exaggerated. But yeah, yes. it's it's a failed restaurant clearly because it's empty yeah. on valentine's empty day. on valentine's no one's even coming in and they're just gonna seat someone anywhere they're like sure yeah eat in for two whatever yeah and over here <laughs> like yeah that doesn't that doesn't that part alone it's like she said his name and you sat her at a table and then if there was no reservation like yeah that, that's not how that would work no um but uh they we we get the chance to see Aiden like Aiden and Carrie. That's like the whole point was to bring them out onto the street. We could have had this moment. He could have just been waiting in front of the restaurant as Carrie walked up, and we could have had this moment. We didn't need this bit. Yeah, with there's them. so many filler scenes that don't we don't need to happen. Okay, what did you think when you first saw Aiden? Okay, why did they put him in this jacket that looks like some 1920s army soldier? To, okay, to me, and maybe this is because I've been watching too much RuPaul lately. He looked like a Ru, a guest judge on RuPaul's Drag Race. Like I was like, like is his is his waist cinched? Like, yeah, it was like <laughs> this is the jacket they chose for the, and it was like a high collar. It looked like a costume. I was like, he's, I this is an Aiden. Aiden is like cool. Well. And yeah, exactly. And like the whole furniture, like maybe he would have had a motorcycle, but then he could have had like an open jacket, like an open leather jacket. It was bizarre. Especially because he was inside. 
He was coming from inside. I'm assuming he came out to get her. I know. And, he, and they buttoned the jacket back up like that. No. And the, yeah, everything about it, it really, it really threw me off. And I'm a pro Aiden. Yeah. Same. Kind of gal. And it took me a second to like get into it. Because I was like, this wasn't the Aiden I wanted to see. I never got into it because then what happened next, I was like, boo. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what part did you hate about it? The fact that he was like, sorry, but being a little bitch about going upstairs because of the memories. I'm like, well, what, Carrie herself doesn't yep. trigger those memories, but her the apartment does? Like, okay. I mean, and... I can understand. Okay, you haven't seen each other in a long time. You're thrown off. You've had a lot of baggage. But to be like, I literally, I will physically yep. not go upstairs. Yep. We can get a hotel. Okay, great. What do you mean you're going to get a hotel? <laughs> like, And then here, I'm, another question. Like, they got in the car. By the way, they got in a cab, not an Uber. Like, very, it's like, now that I've been in New York, I realize, like, Ubers are so much easier than hailing a cab. Also, aren't they cheaper? Anyway. Uh, but now... They get there, and then as he is about to walk up the stairs, he's like, wait, we're at this place? It's like he would have known the street as soon as they pulled down it, you know? Like, you go upstairs, I don't know, have a drink together, whatever, and talk about how weird it is and break the tension. I agree. Like, it was his reaction to it. It was so serious. Like, he was like, I'm never going back in there again. And I was like, but you reached out back out to Carrie like you're seeing Carrie you know big died you know the whole shebang you know the whole story it would be one thing if he was nicer about it and he was like I can't go in there but what about getting a hotel that's believable but they just wanted the big moment of us thinking oh it's not gonna happen and Aiden walks away and then he turns around and he goes hey fuck it this is New York they have hotels right Go to his place, like or whatever. I guess. Yeah, where are you town? staying? Yeah, he. I think he's in town, right? Like when they got in the car, she set her address. Yes. To the cab, yeah. it was a cab driver, and she said, "We're going here," and he was like, "Blah blah blah,", blah. and then he's like, "No." Well, we've talked already about how in this world Ubers don't exist, so we're Ubers old school cabbing. Yep. But so then, okay, if you're if they're really committed to a world where Ubers don't exist, then. You have to build it around everything that comes with a cab, which, yeah, includes announcing announcing the address out loud. Yep. Aiden would have been like, whoa, hold on. I'd rather not go back to that place. Like, it, it just the way it was staged was staged. How about that? Like, they, if we, you were, we get if what you they were, wanted the, the, the last shot to be. Yeah. If you were engaged to someone, even if you hadn't seen them in 13 years, you would remember when they said their address. Yes. Come on. And you would have, it's New York, you would have known the neighborhood. You would have been like, wait a minute. We're yeah. But instead, no, not until he looks up the, up the stairs, <laughs> he's like, hold on. And then they give this actor like a moment. They give him like, so he can be like, I'm never going back in there again. I was like, this doesn't, you guys are trying, no, no, none of this. I actually wrote sense. in my notes, Do a little scene bitch. in the cat. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he was coming on like a little bit like do a scene in the cab if you want to do a scene about this do a scene yeah. where she says the address in the cab and then he goes whoa no we're going to hotel then they get yeah. to the hotel and she's like so you don't want to go to the apartment he's like it's just too much ma- I don't know whatever but it I'm right there with you it does after all of these years over a decade 
He's willing to go on a date with Carrie, possibly reopen this, but he will not go in the apartment. I know. It was just it to get sense. him back. It was just to get him back together. Like, we get it. It was just to have a moment. But, like, guys, do better. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. No. I don't. can't make sense of it. But then also then they then they passionately make out. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just a hiccup. It's, that's it. They're, and and just like that, Aiden and I were back on the same page. Okay. All right. We did it. We got through it. This See? Another good episode. We think we're going to get 10 episodes of this season like we did last. What is this episode? This is episode seven. Episode seven. Hmm. Next week, guys, there will be no and just like that because it's my sister's wedding. And I don't have time to do it. So you'll miss it. I know. We Well, of course, Emily's coming back the week after, and we will address the episode that we didn't cover from this week. But yeah, thanks for this again. Oh, thank you so much for having me back. It was so much fun. <laughs> Made watching best. the show so much fun. It, it does. If It changes it. If you watch it with the idea that you're going to be able to laugh at it later, yeah. it it's it's doable. Yeah. And I imagine there's some people listening who aren't even watching the show, but just like, listening to people i've had i've had people say that they're like i stopped watching but i listened to your recap because it's yeah. like i can't watch it but i can hear you make fun of it yeah um or honor it whichever you consider it Wh- huh? yeah, whichever pick pick, pick it. <laughs> you, you you take your pick um guys everything for emily will be in the description it's become a whole thing everywhere get your podcast everywhere get your podcast it's available and also on instagram it's become a whole thing and like i said in the description you can link you can click and click and get there and thank you again and love you mean it we'll see you next time bye bye Thank you guys so much for listening to She Speaks It All, a podcast from the creator and host of She Speaks Bravo in partnership with Cloud10 Media. Make sure you are following She Speaks It All pod on Instagram and TikTok. And of course, make sure you are subscribed or following this podcast. Hit that notification bell so you never miss an episode. And if you want to support me, head over to buymeacoffee.com slash she speaks bravo and buy me a coffee or two or five. Thanks, you guys. See you next time. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.